Well, you know, there's there's no secret magic pill, right? <laughs> and, and and everybody's got this the same thing. It's through daily routines, daily habits, positive habits, and mindset. And it's it starts with your mind, goes to your body, and then is an inside out job. There's nothing I'm going to say that you don't say every day that Tony Robbins doesn't say that Ed Milet that that Craig Siegel. It, it there, there's you just got to do the work, yeah. and you got to be excuse my pun harder than life. Mm-hmm. Life is going to punch you in the face, and you got to punch back harder. Mm-hmm. Um, there are days that I just get. I, I just shared it on my Instagram story today, man. I, yesterday, I some weird feeling popped up, and for 45 minutes, I'm sitting there breathing through it, breathing through it, and using every trick, 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 tool, habit, everything that I knew how to do, and finally got through it on my own. And mm-hmm. then I heard the good news. I was manifesting all kinds of fear. So I will tell you, you can fix anything but death. Kelly, you're a dad, entrepreneur. You're the CEO at National Technology Management. You're also an author and so much more, man. Thank you for taking time, dude. I appreciate it. It's an absolute pleasure, Eric. It's uh, an honor to be on your show. Man, I'm so pumped for this conversation. You know, in our previous conversation, you shared a little bit about your childhood. And I'd like to start the show off by going back a bit. Like, where did you grow up? What was childhood like for you? Well, jump right into it, right? So it's yeah, funny. Sure. I'm, I'm launching my own <laughs> podcast right now, and I'm literally stuck on talking about that very thing because all too often you tell people about our upbringing, you know, because I know, obviously, I know you. I know we're similar upbringings. And, um, I don't want people, oh, woe is me. It's not about that. It's about the inspiration and the change that we're trying to motivate people to do to realize, hey, we overcome stuff. Everybody's got their childhood trauma. Uh, I'm going to tell you mine in a second. I'm not, I'm not trying to duck it. It's just, um, (laughs) you you know, I struggle. This is the only thing in my life that I struggle with is talking about my childhood. And it's only because uh, it's, I don't want people to feel sorry for me. It, it, it is, dude, everything happened for me. I can look back at every negative thing as I know you can and say, wow, that was the universe saying, Hey, or God, or whatever you want to call the higher power to saying, Hey man, we're going to make you tough as nails. And that's yeah. literally what you'll hear. And, and cause you'll get to this is, is the name of my book, the name of my podcast, harder than life. So I grew up on eight mile. Uh, yes. The eight mile that, uh, Eminem, uh, made famous. I actually went to high school with Eminem. I drew. I grew up uh, two streets away from his his uh, baby mama, if you will, my entire <laughs> life. So what you saw in the movie Eight Miles, how we grew up, it was it was insane. I mean, you can't make up some of the 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 trauma that we were put through, and it was just normal, and it's still normal. And boy, yeah, uh, there's just things that 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 I wasn't ready for in life. Um, so I did what everybody else does. I, I, I drank. I figured, hey, booze is my best friend and, um, uh, you know, had fun with that and then decided one day to just be like, hey, man, I'm done with this. And life got good. And the highest of highs I could ever feel with alcohol and drugs can't even touch the lows and the normal I feel every day. And then now I'm so far behind and I'm coming up to four years uh, sober now. I'm so far beyond that that I get vibrating so high. I don't even know the feeling. It's just, it's awesome, man. I, I, mm-hmm. I if, if anybody's thinking about it, listen to this, I know you're, you're sober too. You never wait. Oh yeah. yeah you, you got sober years ago. Um, um, yeah, yeah. It's just, if you're thinking about it, do it. It's the best decision in the world. I'm still new to it with four years. 
Holy cow. Every relationship got better. I'm present. I wouldn't be here talking to you right now uh, if it weren't. But, you know, grew up rough, alcoholic parents, abusive, physically, emotionally abusive. I mean, I was scared my entire mm. childhood. That's why I work out. That's why I'm such a big guy now because I ain't afraid of anything. Except maybe talking about the childhood. <laughs> like a little bit of my past. Dude, I, first of all, I want to applaud you for, one, getting sober, but two, not having that victim mentality. A lot of people that grow up in that area, they get stuck with this old, what was me, victim mentality, and they just live life that way. But you broke through that, and you don't have that victim mentality. You have that now impact, I'm on fire mentality, which I love, and I and that's why people are going to get impacted by this show, because you shared your story, and then you're not holding on to that victim mentality, man. I did not know in our previous conversation that you went to high school with Eminem, dude. I was, my mind's blown right now, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, his, he's a really nice person, but we grew up rough, man. He grew up just the same way I did. And, and yeah. how we bonded, how we became friends was drinking and smoking weed. Yeah. So, you know, man. it's, it's, uh, it's small world and to see the whole circle, but to get back, circle back to your victim, you know, yeah. in many respects, and I didn't realize I was doing this and I, I wish I could claim I was doing this, but it, it, it was my motivation to actually not be a victim. As a matter of fact, it still is a little thing. If somebody tries to play victim in their life, man, and, and they won't admit it and, and aren't aware, I run. But yeah. if someone tries to play victim, the first thing I'm going to call them out on, man, don't be my friend and expect me to sit back and go, oh, it's going to be okay. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Uh, victims, victors, man. You face, sit in your uncomfortableness and work through your issues. And you know, you always say this. And the time it took to take a drink or take a smoke and by the time it actually hits you and you start feeling better, if you just sat in that emotion, by the time that emotion passes – is the same time if you're of you to get high from drinking or drugs. Mm. Just don't do it. It's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, you're obviously successful now and we'll get further into that as we throughout the show here. But do you remember, was there a breaking point for you or a life moment for you that kind of got you on the path that you're on today? Well, <laughs> I was 12 years old and I lied and said I was 13 to get a paper out literally because my parents were alcoholics out drinking everything. There's no food in the house. Yeah. So if I wanted to eat, I had to figure it out for myself. So if I had to go all the way back, I went to 12 so I could just have pocket change to go and buy a bag of chips to feed myself, man. Uh, it, it sucked. It, that's no joke when no food in our house at all. So I, I became a salesman right then and there, and I was really good at it. And, you know, I still struggle with a little bit of success. What have I done yet? I, I've only just begun. I'm, you know, just wrote a book. I'm just launching a podcast. This is what it's about, giving back to to everybody who maybe doesn't have that grit, who doesn't, who isn't harder than life. Shameless plug, I apologize. Yeah, but, no, that's um, awesome. You know, I, I'm hoping that somebody hears my story and says, man, if Kelly did it, I can do it. Yeah. Because really, truthfully, Everything was stacked against me. My grandparents, everybody used to say I should be dead or in jail or a bum, and I'm not. And and I've only just begun, uh, you know. And see, remember, Eric, I know you know this. Success doesn't mean monetarily. Yes. You have the best, most richest life I have ever seen. You have two beautiful children, a beautiful wife. You're living right the white way, a daily job, and then you're coming on so strong. I'm so proud of you. In the six weeks I've known you. I've watched you become invincible and keep grinding, dude. Cause your, your story's 
is great and people got to hear it. So I'm real proud of you. I, I do uh, love you. Just I'm rooting for you and anything I can ever do. You got it. You know, you got it, mm, man. Thank you so much for the kind words. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. It, those moments where you're being 12, 13 years old and you're having to go, you know, get a paper out so you can feed yourself. I remember being 13 years old, maybe 14 as a freshman in high school in Montana, my mom and my mom and her boyfriend, they didn't give me lunches or lunch money. I would literally go down to the local grocery store in Stevensville, Montana, me and a group of guys, and we would all split up and we would go in and literally steal a candy bar just to have food for the day, man. Like that was crazy back then. And I apologize, Stevensville grocery store. If you're listening, I had to do that. But It's like, that's how we ate back in the day, man. We had to steal our food just to get food in our bellies, man. At that age. And it just was crazy, man. I wish I didn't know exactly what you're talking about. And I remember getting, you know, the police getting called because I got caught a couple of times and yeah. what are they going to do? They knew what we were up to sure. trying to steal to eat. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, and to this day, man, there's certain things like, you know, we got free lunches because we were so poor. So that's the only meal that I was guaranteed a day. So sure. are you just saying that, absolutely just hits me right to my soul. And I do want to make sure I tell you right now, my daughter, I have a 13 year old daughter. She'll never have to deal with that as long as I'm breathing and alive. Mm. And um, I, I want to set out with like-minded individuals like yourself to, to give back to charity. Cause what, what I'm on a mission for is to, is to make money, but give a lot of it back yeah. and give it to children. I'm a very passionate about children's charities. And I just did an event last Friday and I want to keep, Every dollar I make in this personal development, I'm, I give back. I do it in at NTM as well, but it's a fraction of what I want to give for the personal development, harder than life uh, funds that come in. Yeah. I, I mean, you talked about your, your daughter and you not allowing her to live that same sort of life that you had, not have those struggles there. W what does legacy mean for you? Ooh. Legacy obviously means breaking the chains of mm -hmm. poverty, addiction, yeah. violence, uh, love, uh, literally. Eric, I, I, I raised my daughter the exact opposite of the way I was raised. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and we tend to continue, you know, the way we were raised is we keep, I watch her mother and I, like, this is not a dig on her mother. I, I, we're friends, we're, we, we co-parent well, but I watch her mother do a lot of the same things that happened in her childhood for her childhood trauma. And I just want to hug her. So mm -hmm. I, a lot of times when I don't know what to do, I do the exact opposite of what my subconscious is telling me to do. And it seems to be working. My daughter and my relationship is phenomenal. We we do everything together. You look at my Instagram, uh, it, she's all over it. She's my why. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So legacy is, is, is making sure that she lives a better life and does not have to uh, deal with the things that I had to deal with. And then making it better, as I said, for these children and these charities that, that, that we donate to on a regular basis. Um, leaving a mark, man, leaving a dent and making the world a little bit better place. I love that. So powerful there, man. Now your, your book, it's called harder than life, overcoming poverty, addiction, and violence. Obviously you're going to be sharing your story there, but what's the journey that you're taking readers through? How can folks start to process, uh, start that process to overcome those things? Well, you know, there's, there's no secret magic pill, right? <laughs> and, and, and everybody's got this, the same thing. It's through daily routines, daily habits, positive habits and mindset. And it's, it starts with your mind, goes to your body, and then is an inside out job. There's nothing I'm going to say that you don't say every day that Tony Robbins doesn't say that Ed Milet, that, that Craig Siegel, it, it, there, there's, you just got to do the work yeah. and you got to be, excuse my pun, harder than life. Mm -hmm. Life is going to punch you in the face and you got to punch back harder. Mm -hmm. um, 
there are days that I just get, I, I just shared it on my Instagram story today, man. I, yesterday, I some weird feeling popped up. And for 45 minutes, I'm sitting there breathing through it, breathing through it, using every tip, trip, trick, tool, habit, everything that I knew how to do. And finally got through it on my own. And then I heard the good news. I was manifested all kinds of fear. So I will tell you, you can fix anything but death. Yeah. So if you go in with that kind of mindset uh, and you're undefeated at everything that life has thrown, you're, you're, you're undefeated up until this point. So uh, don't be afraid. You'll hear me say, face your fears, live your dreams. Um, and life is pretty freaking amazing. Now, remember, we, people say this, you only live once. No, 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 you live every day. You only die once. So live in day type compartments and win each day. And if you have a bad day, leave it in the past, move on to the next one. And so I, I have a ritual that everybody does. And it's like anything else. You get to a point and it's, it stops working. So you add to it. It's like working out. You got to put more weight on. You got to put more weight on. And, and my ritual is going to look like everybody else's daily meditation, daily journaling, working out, um, uh, you know, gratitude. I mean, my day starts and ends with gratitude. Uh, I get so yeah. overwhelmed with gratitude on certain times because I, I, I'm, I'm, I shouldn't be here, man. I'm playing with house money. So uh, I, I just do those things over and over and over. And, and I listen to a ton of, I take in so much content. It's like a shower. You know, they work, you take a shower every day because they work. So we, uh, I read tumultuously. I, I take in podcasts. I listen to some of your podcasts this morning just to refresh my, my, my memory on how awesome you are. Uh, I, 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 and, and we just keep grinding every single day. Come on. When you, and you talked about this, like breathing through that, when you get out of your habit somehow, you know, wake up like, man, I don't feel like working out today, or I don't feel like doing that. Or how do you get back on track? Uh, I hate to say this. This is, this is, this is the harder than life. I just don't fall off track. And it's, it's one of those stubborn seagull things. I wake up in the morning, gratitude starts pouring in. I'm exhausted. My body's aching. And somehow, some way I'm walking into the next room pouring coffee and putting on my gym clothes and sitting in front of on the, on the chair to freaking do my meditation. It's just, it's, I'm on cruise control. And when you do what they say, it takes, uh, I think you quoted this like 76 days straight to make something a habit. I've been uh, yeah. doing this for four straight years. It, if I don't do one of these things, I, I freak out. It gets weird. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, and I tell you, I'm a seven day a week, 300 and probably, 50 days a year working out. I, I just, Come on. if I don't, I, you know it, I get grumpy. So I just don't fall off. I, I, I'm harder yeah. than life and I keep going. And even on the days that I don't, and that's what separates it. And I hate to steal Ed Milet stuff, but it's the days that you don't feel good that you do it. That makes you feel amazing because I got a newsflash, man. I, I, I was excited about this. I woke up at two 30 last night. I was up. I've been up early. I was so excited to talk to you and have this conversation with you because I, I just love I can notice you putting the push in the gas pedal and I wish it were, it was from our talk uh, six weeks ago, but I just know you're a bad dude and I'm real proud of you. Um, and you're doing the same thing, but you know, you're really stepping it up and, and it's, it's going to get, life's going to get real good for you, man. It's not about deserves. It's about earning it. You yeah. put in the work day in and day out. I do. And it's amazing how the universe rewards you. Mm. Man, that's so good. Thank you for the kind words. Yeah, I think it's about setting those standards and those values 
in your life that you don't get off track. If you have the right standards in place, you have the right habits in place. Uh, it, oh man, that's so good, dude. It's, I'm, big, I'm saying to interrupt you, but it's, yeah. it's really just being honest with yourself and awareness, yes. aware and honest. Yeah. You know, who the heck are you going to lie to? You're going to lie to yourself. Right. That's crazy talk. <laughs> totally. You know, it, people, I, Oh, I just, I, I, you know what, when I used to drink and I was having a good time, I thought it was a good time. I used to look at myself in the mirror and I hated, hated that person. Yeah. Now I wake up, I use the Mel Robbins high five. Usually it's a fist bump, but it's, you're a bad mama jammy. You're going to freaking kill it today. You, everybody loves you. You love everybody and hit everything with love and, and, and aggression. And, but with lots and lots of love and compassion and it's just it, it, good things happen, man. Mm. But you can't lie to yourself. That's yeah. crazy talk. Oh, yeah. I'm going to work. On, oh, and, and, and I know one of your questions. One of your questions is going to be what book? I read The Four <laughs> Agreements. Sorry, I listen yeah. to your stuff and I do my homework. Dude, the Four good. Agreements I read during the pandemic. And it was just a weird, I'm not going to get into the backstory, but it was a weird way that I got this book. Okay. And I read it and it changed my life. And every day I go through one of the Four, four Agreements in my head. I'm, I'm bouncing it off of there. And one of them is be impeccable with your word. And I've read it four times. And every time I read it, I'm a different person. So I get something new. Um, the last time I read it, I picked up be impeccable with your word. Doesn't mean me keeping my word. To, it does mean me keeping my word to you and everybody else, but it means keeping it to myself. And if you can't keep promises to yourself, you're going to struggle. So if I say I'm going to work out tomorrow, guess what I'm going to do? I'll be at the gym. If I say I'm going to lose five pounds, I'm going to lose five pounds. If I say I'm going to be somewhere, I'll be there. But that's my promise to myself. And I'm my hardest, harshest critic. You could never, ever make me feel worse than I make, than I am, or, or harder on me than I am on myself. Man, dude, that's so good. Like, <laughs> I love that. It's like, you, you do, man. You have to, you have to hold your, be committed to your own word, man, when you say that. And it's so good, dude. Hold yourself accountable. Uh, man, that's so good. You and I were both into this, you know, personal development thing. We're reading books, we're releasing a podcast, we're watching videos, things like that. What is that one thing for you? Or maybe there's more than one, but maybe there's one thing you can share uh, that really made the biggest impact on you that you learned in this personal development journey. <laughs> well, uh, life tested me. So I quit drinking and, and drugs and everything and about 14 months into it. And this is a personal development thing that you can, you can vouch for that this happens. Life throws you a, a test. Is this yeah. really what you want, Siegel? And it, it threw five things at me at the same time. The pandemic, my biggest customer left and, and meth left our company. Um, my ex-wife and my ex-girlfriend teamed up to take away my why, which was my daughter. Um, and it's just, it was like three to five things. And I looked over at my, uh, at my scotch because I still keep a full bars because I entertain. And I'm like, ooh, I can take a drink and this, everything will be better. But I knew it was, it would made things worse. Mm -hmm. So what, made me really do it was that and and everything in me i'm a stubborn son of a gun and i have to i learn things the hard way I, it's, it's so stupid for me i don't know why you've got to put my back against the wall for me to get it through my thick head and then look out don't stand on the tracks when the train's coming through because i then just picked off one thing at a time and said oh okay universe you're not kidding I really got to jump it up. And I picked up a book. I picked up some podcasts and all during the pandemic, while everybody was sitting around drinking and getting drunk, I took in more 
information, did more meditation. I built a home gym. I built this harder than life person that, that you see in front of you that's just getting started. And as I'm on more of these podcasts and talking about this more, I get more and more comfortable of, of sharing and telling people. Uh, and I'm just, my goal is to inspire somebody. You know, nobody is me. Eric, we do a lot of the same things, but we do them differently. Yeah. It goes through your filter and your your um, subconscious, and it means different things. Yeah, we grew up similar life, but we hit it different ways. And you're winning your way, and I'm winning my way. Is there one that's right and one that's wrong? No. I want to inspire people to realize it's possible and then steal some of the things that I do. I'm obviously big into weightlifting. That was because my stepfather was a big son of a gun. He used to beat the crap out of me. And I'm like, nobody's going to freaking beat the crap out of me ever again. So I used the weights. It stuck hmm. with me. Happens to be, I learned that by being dedicated to the, to the gym every single day, that's half the battle. So yeah. uh, what, what, what tested me was just, and, and, and I'll take a step further back before that. The reason why I quit drinking because I, I, I kept arguing with what then was, I thought the love of my life, I was in a, and it was nothing more than a toxic relationship. And I was like, I, every time we get into an argument, there's alcohol involved. So I'm just going to stop. I wish there was a story. I didn't go to rehab. I didn't go to uh, AA. I just said, I'm done. And I walk, I, I set my drink down. I was in, in uh, Key West, Florida at, at an amazing bar with some amazing people and sh uh, cheers New Year's, set it down, one one nineteen, done. Never look back. And don't even, don't even think about it. I'm, I'm out at bars and restaurants and there's alcohol all around. Oh, no way. Not a chance. So universe tested me. I passed. Um, and here I am today spreading my word. And this whole thing, when I tell you, the universe is transpiring to make me happy. I didn't set out to do this. I just, I, since I quit drinking, since I did this, I, my company has blown up. And it's just because I'm more present. I'm more uh, compassionate. I'm more genuine and authentic and I'm not making excuses for my drinking. So all that energy gets to go into my work family. And I, I, we, we implemented this thing called EOS entrepreneurial operating system. And in the process of doing that, you have to come up with core values. My core values happen to be my personal core values. So I wrote a book on it. I'm like, yeah, I'll just read a book. And when I wrote it, the publisher goes, you have to do more. This is amazing. And yeah. you'll see it. I'll send you a copy. It's done. Um, it just hasn't been released yet. You know, there's, there's all kinds of things. Nothing goes fast, especially in these days. Sure. And uh, I read it several times. It's powerful, man. It's, it's, it's surreal to realize that uh, I was capable of doing that. And I just am excited for yeah. people to, to, to get it in their hands and realize that uh, I'm available. I'm here to help. This isn't some get rich quick scheme. I, I make plenty of money from NTM. My work family supports me tremendously because we're doing things the right way. We, we protect our customers from cyber, cyber bullies, cyber security. Um, and uh, life is fun and good. And, and we're just having fun. And, and, and I'm living my life, man. We're, I'm going to be uh, 47 here in a couple of weeks. Come on. And man. life is half over. Now let's start enjoying it. I wasted half of my life not even present drinking. And uh, I used to think it was fun. It's, it's not fun, man. Mm, man. Dude, your story is so powerful and it's going to impact so many people. What's your message to the world, man? Well, I want to, I, I don't remember what podcast, but there's a podcast that asked if there's one law you could pass, what would it be? And I would be, to be honest, I th I believe that everybody needs to be honest and, and, and we can do, but a, a, 
the truth hurts once, a lie hurts forever. And we were just honest with each other and vulnerable. Vulnerability is cool, man. You know, mm-hmm. I, we, we sit here and talk about, you know, I can get, I got closer to you here in the story about the frying pan <laughs> than anything else. And, and, and it's such a good story, Eric, Eric. You gotta tell it. I mean, you know, I've been in the same situation and you and I trauma bonded right then and there, man. I mean, yeah. you know, and then the fact that your family left you and, I, I, dude, not betrayal, but uh, wait, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? The, um, uh, rejection, rejection, and and um, leaving you behind. What's the word? Oh, abandon, abandonment. Yeah. You and I, and the rejection and the abandonment. Totally. Once you realize that's your your protected your ego protecting you, and you know it's full of poo, and you can get through that. Life is infinite. Yeah. So. It, it, that happened to make you tougher, man. And I tell oh, you yeah. what, there were so many times that I had an opportunity to fight back and I didn't. And, you know, I've never said that out loud. Um, I called my stepfather out to this day. He's now he's 80 years old. I'd still like to punch him in the face. I really would, but I, it wouldn't be any good. But I never got the chance to fight back, man. And and you did. And I love it. And mm-hmm. I, I, you got to tell that story again, but uh, I don't know. It's, it's your podcast. You do what you want, but it's, it's powerful. And I love you for that. Oh man, it's awesome. Yeah, dude, it was, it was that moment, man, where, you know, I, I think it, it just built up enough where I had watched him beat up my mom enough times and I was sitting there brushing my teeth and I felt God going, dude, you got to turn around and see what's going on, man. And I just remember this moment and it was almost like in slow motion, right? As I walked up behind him, I grabbed that cast iron pan from the cupboard. He didn't know I was there, swung as hard as I could, split the back of his head open, right? And he turned around and he's like mid-sentence, like, what the, f-? and as he said that, I took another swing, split the forehead open, right? And craziness. I'd never have imagined myself. That's literally the only physical fight that I've had to be in in my life. And I knew in that moment I had to get him off, man. And that moment changed the trajectory of my life for the next 10 years. That really set me on this path of destruction for 10 years, yeah. man. That's um, where we align. You and I align. So let me yeah. ask you a question. I, yeah. I, this is, I know it's supposed to be about me, but I want to hear about you. Yeah. Do you, in your practice and your daily journey, do you look at that? I think you said you were 13. Yeah, yeah. I was 13 you look at that thirteen-year-old boy and say, "Look at what you're going to become, and it's going to be okay." Is that part of your daily practice to say to that thirteen-year-old, "Hey, you do it. You did the right thing, and I love you, and this is how you're going to talk." Do you do that? I probably should do that. Um, I, I haven't done that, but I look at that thirteen-year-old boy that I was and go, "Man, if I, if someone says, you know, can you would you change anything?" And I don't think I would. I think I'm the person today because I had to go through that. I, I, well, let me say that I didn't have to go through it. I got to go through that. And the reason that that made me stronger was because I pushed through the fear that I had. Like my fear was this man, he was big, tall dude. Never. I always wanted to, to uh, take revenge. Right. And I never had that opportunity and there it was presented. And I was still scared as could be man, going through that and swinging, even swinging the second time. I was like, Oh crap, man. It didn't knock him out. Like now what's going to happen? Like, you know, but if I go back to the 13 year old boy, yeah, man, I wish that there was try somebody there. Try, try hugging and loving him and telling yeah. him it's going to be okay. It's a, it's a therapy thing. That yeah. what, what finally broke me through. And I did this during the pandemic over zoom. I did yeah. this hypnotherapy thing where I sat big Kelly today, little Kelly, my mother, my stepfather. And I just looked at him and went, why didn't you love me? Mm. Why? Dude, I didn't, I, this is the first time I've ever said this. This is, that just, it, it just freaked me out saying that. So I, I hope that, that people enjoy this. It, 
I literally just looked at them and I burst out in tears and said, what you did was wrong. The way you treated me was wrong. And, um, big Kelly held little Kelly and I just screamed at them, you know, all in this hypnotherapy space. And when I came, when, when that thing was over, it felt like the entire, my entire childhood weight was lifted off my chest and, and it was everything works differently for everybody. So just, just try that if you're feeling ever down and yeah. see if that works. Cause that works for me. And this is why we do, this is the kind of stuff that I want to share with the world. Cause there could yeah. be somebody, one of your listeners listening to that. And they're going, Holy cow. I never even thought of that. Right. Um, oh man. That little yeah. kid needs, needs love and needs support and knows that it needs to know that it's going to be okay. Yeah. I went through a similar exercise and I know we're running up on time, but I went through a similar exercise about four years in my marriage where I went to counseling to figure out why was I dealing with all this trauma from my childhood? And I remember sitting there on the couch of this counselor, dude, you know, I'd never been to a counselor before. And he asked me that question. What would you say to your mom and your, and her boyfriend at that time? Or what would you say to yourself sitting on the couch? And I remember like, you know, I'm mid twenties and just bawling my eyes out on this dude's couch. Because I, I was asking that same question. Why didn't you love me? Why didn't you protect me? You chose that man over my, myself, my, my sister and all those, you know, my, I have a half brother as well. Um, but I remember that moment, man, where it was just like, that was my breakthrough. Once I, once I shared that with him, man, it was, it was a massive weight off my shoulders where I was like, okay, now I know that I can talk openly about this though. I didn't share my sword publicly until I was 39. And so it was another 12, 13 years before I felt comfortable even sharing that publicly. Um, but man, I remember that moment sitting on the couch and just busting into tears and, and trying to figure out why did this all happen to me, you know, to make you a badass dude. Yeah. I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. I, I, I love you more now than, than when I first met you. And I, I think you're courageous and more people, I, I told you then. I said, you, you're about to blow up and you are, and you're just such a good person and that you didn't deserve any of that, but now you're going to turn it into, into gold. And I, I tell you what this talking about it is the weirdest thing. It's in my book. I read it when I reread the manuscript. It took me forever to read it. Cause I read and I just burst out in tears, mm -hmm. read and burst out in tears. Yeah. And, it, and then it was like, what in the hell did I get? What, what happened? It was, it, it, and you read it in the book, in the book, it's, it, it'll be out January, probably by the time this, this airs and it'll blow your mind, man. Some of the things that I went through, I, I had to call my sister who's nine years older than me and say, did this happen? And she's like, that's all you remember. And I'm like, it's worse. She's like, yeah. yes, we Come grew on. up tough, man. But yeah. You know, Man. tough times never last. Tough people do, and here we are. And I'm on the amazing podcast with you, and I'm meeting amazing friends, and I'm going to make a difference. Come on, man, that's so amazing, dude. Kelly, I love you, bro. Like you are a world changer. Thank you for taking time out of your day and sharing your story, being vulnerable. And I cannot wait for your book, man. This is going to impact so many people. Thank you for your time, and uh, man, I'm just honored that you joined me today, man. Thank you so much. Thank you for for, for asking. I get a couple of little quick plugs. There's a yeah. website, harderthanlife.com. You can order the book. You can uh, be a guest on my podcast, which will be coming out, which I, I, I hope to have you on uh, because I, I just it's, it's not out yet. And then, you know, follow me on Instagram, kelly.siegel. That's S-I-E-G-E-L uh, dot 71. And so it's kelly.siegel dot 71. And you'll see all through the book and all through the thing, I'm available. So I'm not trying to monitor. I am available. Somebody going through tough times. Somebody wants to bounce something off me, 
send me an email. I'm all over the place. Send me a direct message. I'm here to help. This is not just walk, talking the talk. We're going to walk the talk. We're going to give back and we're going to freaking make this world a better place. Hey, thank you so much for checking out the show today. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to take a listen or a watch. It's truly an honor to be able to speak with such amazing guests. And I hope that they've made an impact on your life in some way, shape, or form. And you can do me one big favor. That would be huge. Click that subscribe button. And then second favor, hit that share button. Thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate you. Keep changing the world. I believe in you.